Hey there, beautiful souls. Welcome to this episode where I'm going to take you on a little journey from confusion to clarity. If you're standing at the crossroads, uncertain about your direction, you're in the right place. Ask yourself these pivotal questions. Are you ready to break free from confusion? Do you crave a clear path forward? Can you envision a life where you're in control and moving with purpose? If your answer is yes to any of these questions, this episode is for you as we go on a journey from uncertainty to remarkable clarity. Hey there, I'm Katie Joy, the Global Butterfly, founder of theglobalbutterfly.com, and our mission is to help you transform your life and business from the inside out. I help you get clarification and direction with your goals, along with the organized action to move forward. I also help you with the skills to master communication to get what you want. So let me leave with this question. Have you ever felt uncertain about your life's direction? Are you ready to uncover the clarity that you seek? If your answer to that was yes, yes, then we're in this together. And I'm just going to share with you seven simple steps for clear direction. These are so simple that not only do my clients use them, but my seven-year-old son does too. Not just for direction for bigger goals, but for for little goals on a day-to-day basis. You ready to hear them? and go through them with me together. Today, I'm gonna cover these in a simple uh, experience for you and I'm gonna share with you an example. But if you wanna go into a deeper dive of what I'm gonna share, there is also this training that you can check out after this one. But this is gonna highlight the seven step process that are really simple for you to get an overall picture of this and that you can implement in your own life too. So what if you could move forward with clarity and direction just with seven simple steps? What if in just seven simple questions, seven simple focuses, that you could actually develop the clarity of what it is that you want with the energy and the clarity to move forward with the smaller steps to help you get there? Are you going to lean in and listen? <laughs> yes. Also, there. if you haven't got it yet, I have a free 33-page workbook called Setting Your Intentions, Clarify Your Goals to Create Your Best Year Yet. I'm actually going to cover the seven simple steps in that workbook in a deeper dive along with this video. But today, I'm going to cover them brief with an example for you to be able to get this and even with this little soundbite that you can actually move forward today. Give it some consideration in your own life with where it is you're going and what you need to do next. So here it is. Step one is one of the most profound things that you need to do first. And honestly, it's one of the things that is missing from most people. Here's what most people make the mistake of doing when they go to set goals or wonder what they're doing next is they actually just throw a pin in the map and decide that that's where they're going without actually having a look at what is important to them. Because one of the key things is having a vision. And while I'm not gonna actually specifically cover the vision process here, and but there are some connections with the values, what is most important. But to help you uncover that is this first step. And where are you gonna get that information from? Those insights, because quite often, when we feel a little directionless, a little lost, a little uncertain of what to do next, we kind of feel a little disconnected from what is most important to us. Especially if you're a caregiver, 
um, whether you're a parent or you're looking after somebody and taking care of their needs with special needs or elderly, or perhaps it's a profession. But quite often we tend to get so busy looking after other people's needs and stuff that we tend to lose a connection with what becomes most important for us. So the first step is simply to reflect on the past year, the last 12 months of your life. You can use this seven step process at any point. You don't have to use it at the end of the year, the beginning of the year. You can use it anytime you set a goal. I use it personally at the end of the year to reflect, at the beginning of the year to reflect and reset, also every 90 days and anytime I set a brand new goal. So first step is that reflect. You wanna look backwards and recall what was really great, what worked those highlights in your life. And the way that I really emphasize that because you really wanna get your frequency high is what are you grateful for in the last 12 months? What have you also gained? What are those small steps, big steps, lessons and learnings, goals you've accomplished, those gains that you have made? And it's a really good thing to record these in a journal as you go along moving forward, because you're going to record many more of these highlights, these wins, these gains, what you're grateful for. And also the third one, what do you, what do you, what and who do you appreciate? Those elements are going to emphasize your awareness of how well your life is already going. So it's a really good thing to start with. What is it that you, you like about your life? What's working? The second step is to review. Now, this is also in hindsight. You want to also now map through the last 12 months and look at, hmm, what were my challenges? What were the lessons that I learned that I can glean the insights from so that I now know what I want to change? It doesn't quite meet the, the criteria for my most excellent life, my big, rich, juicy life. It's something that I want to make better, bigger, more um, efficient, perhaps, or maybe just delete it. But for you, what in each area of your life, what challenges did you have? What lessons did you learn? What insights did you have? Because only now, you, when you have that information of what really worked well and what were the gains, the gratitude and appreciation, what were the challenges, the lessons, the insights, now you know what to do for step three, which is renew. And this simply means looking at the areas of your life that you think, hmm, this is where I want to make some change. And this is how I want to do it. I want it to be more of this and less of this. Because you're going to get that personalized information from your own self-reflection of the last 12 months. And then also self-review of the last 12 months. Now you know what goals specific to you that are going to light you up and be really connected with exciting you to create a new outcome in those areas of your life. Okay, so step four, five, six, and seven are actually part of the goal-focused transformation. And this is a really important bit because this is about aligning your action steps to your personal goals. So what are they? Step number four is stop. Simply meaning stop doing the patterns of behavior of thought and behavior, the habits, stop making the decisions that get in your way and sabotage the outcome of it you are calling in, the desired out out goal that you are 
focused on. If you don't stop those, you know that they're going to impede or put a break on or get in the way of you getting the result that you're calling in. So this is about doing some honest self-audit on, okay, here are the patterns of thinking, here's the beliefs that I've been having, here's the thoughts I've been having, here's the um, patterns of behavior, the decisions that I have been making, I'm going to make different, I'm going to stop making those, I'm going to make different ones, and also behaviors. And so it's really useful to know what they are so that you can eliminate them. Step five, what are you going to start doing that is aligned with the goals? Yeah, now you need to because the version of yourself that already exists, yes, the version of yourself that already exists, realizing this goal outcome is the version who you need to become. So what do you do? You start with being that. What is that version of yourself doing to not only experience the outcome that you want, but to maintain it, to keep it in your reality? So tap into that. What would be the patterns of thinking, patterns of behavior, the decisions you make, the behavior you take and the habits that you form that are aligned with the goal outcome that you're setting? And I'm going to give you an example in a minute. So then step six is focused on what am I going to do less of? So these are the things that while they're okay to do inconsistently, they might even be useful to your goal. But if you do them too much, they actually get in the way. So you want to think about those and look at, oh, I'm doing too much of that. I don't have to eliminate it, but I need to do less of it. Again, I'll give you an example in a minute. I'm just giving you an overview. Then step number seven is you want to look at what do I need to do more of? So you're already doing it, but maybe not consistent or maybe not as much as would be useful to help you manifest your ideal outcome. So these seven steps, which are reflect, they're past 12 months, review, past 12 months, or you might modify this, for example, if you're doing this as a 90-day goal, um, re reflect, review, re renew, you might do this in the past 90 days or even in the past month. It's up to you. It's about making this relevant to you and in the context of how you are setting up your next steps for the direction you're headed in. But in step number three then is looking, oh, sorry, step number two is review. So you're reflecting on what was great, what were the gains, what, we, what do you appreciate? You then do review, which is you're looking at what were the challenges, what were the lessons, the insights, the learnings, so you can bring that wisdom forward. And then renew is what am I specifically going to change in what area of my life, personally and professionally? Might be in your business. If you're looking at this in a business context, you know, you're looking at the different areas within your business, you can use the different goals for that. And if it's in your personal life, you can also use the same principle in any goal in any area of your life. And then step number four to seven in that goal transformation experience. So you're looking at what are you going to stop doing? What are you going to start doing? What are you going to do less of? And what are you going to do more of? Those are the sim seven simple steps. So let me give you an example to apply this. One of the goals that a lot of my clients come to um, want to either make as their primary focus or they have it as a parallel goal. And why they want this goal is because they often feel like they've got brain fog or they don't have the energy to go for their goals like they really want to, or they're not feeling necessarily the full confidence in their own body and their, their level of ability. Um, so this goal tends to be a fairly common one that shows up a lot. 
and it might be relevant for you too. So focusing on your ideal weight, or it could be your ideal fitness level. But to be specific in this example, I'm going to share with you some examples of what to stop doing, start doing less of and more of in the example of meeting the goal of accomplishing your ideal weight. So here are some examples for stop in the, in, with the goal of accomplishing your ideal weight. And you've already done steps one, two, and three. You've obviously the, the change is moving to the ideal weight in this scenario, but you would also want to look at what you've done in the last 12 months that you are grateful for relevant to your body and your your exist your your current way and what and really giving your body some love for everything is has created um and reframe everything into a powerful empowering statement for yourself and then number two you want to look at the challenges it might be that you you didn't get to fit into your the favorite clothes or you felt uh maybe unusually self-aware to get into your bathers for summer or whatever those were and you take instead of beating yourself up about those just simply acknowledge what those challenges were. What are the lessons in it? So you can glean the insights and then you know how to make the changes. The key around this is to not judge yourself and to simply make sure that you just have the self-awareness in the reflection, the review, and then the renew. So then you want to make, okay, stop, start, less, more. And in the case of meeting the goal of accomplishing your ideal weight, here's some things you want to stop as an example. Stop mindless snacking. Break the habit of reaching for snacks out of boredom or stress. Stop negative self-talk. This one is huge. You want to eliminate the self-critical thoughts that hinder your confidence and motivation. All they do is plummet it into your socks and you don't want to do anything. So you want to make sure that you are stopping the negative self-talk. And if you want help with that, here's another uh, previous episode that will speak to that specifically. You want to stop late night eating. Avoid consuming calories close to bedtime to improve digestion and sleep quality. If you eat late and you your body is, is um, doing the food digestion, your body hasn't, isn't able to do the, what it needs to do at nighttime when you rest, which is the restoration, the cleansing, and the detoxification. It's too busy digesting. You end up with all sorts of discomfort and usually a poor quality sleep. So stop late night, late night eating. You also want to stop emotional eating and identify and address the emotional triggers that lead to unhealthy eating habits. So really make sure that that becomes a... Uh, self-awareness exercise that you can self-reflect on and really set yourself up to you know move forward from those triggers and do something different that's more empowering more healthy for you for yourself instead another one stop relying on processed foods and reduce the dependence on processed and convenience foods like fast food takeaways they're all empty with calories they're loaded with extra uh, nasties, they're not necessarily going to give you the energy or help you meet your goals. So you want to stop relying on those so that you can then start meal planning <laughs> for one. That would be good, right? Planning nutritious meals in advance to make healthier food choices. I don't know about you, but if I'm hungry and I don't have anything prepared, I am susceptible to, with greater temptation, to reach for the 
uh, extra snacky stuff because I just I'm looking for to fulfill that hunger. But when I'm meal planning, I'm definitely got really good nutritious foods that are going to nurture me, nurture my body. And that's what I'm suggesting for you too. Another one is start regular exercise routines. So in first of all, schedule it into your, into your diary and your calendar. Make it a priority, not as a nice to thing to do to fit in between all your other life responsibilities. If you're juggling a lot of responsibilities, say with parenting and business and all sorts of other things, you know, after school sports perhaps, or looking after the grandchildren, whatever it is for you that's going on, then you can just adapt but be consistent with regular exercise. It doesn't have to be an hour to get you started. It could be 10 minutes that gets you into that space. Because when you start doing that, you're going to feel really good about yourself. It's becoming good hormones, dopamine hits and, and, and endorphin, endorphins running through your body. You're going to want to make that scheduled for you a whole lot more. So start creating an, a regular exercise routine. Start mindful eating by being really present with your meals and savoring every bite, recognizing the fullness cues in your body rather than just eating it mindlessly, watching the top, the TV or Netflix, or perhaps thinking about a conflict in your head while you're eating or to having negative self-talk about your own body weight while you're eating. That is just programming you to, uh, for undesirable outcome. So start practicing mindful eating start hydrating this is a big one making sure that you get enough water intake every day to increase your hydration but it also helps you to feel full and you're not going to be reaching for food when really your body is just asking for water and a big one this is huge and i find a lot of people are really resistant with this but i tell you it's the key <laughs> it is the key you need to start tracking your progress and this is with any goal. So anything I'm teaching you with this one, which is why I'm sharing with you the example of hitting your ideal weight, because it's a really easy one to measure. But I want you to take these, principle, these principles into any goal that you have. And it's one of the key things you need to do is start tracking your progress. When you keep a food and exercise journal to monitor your own habits and celebrate your achievements, you're going to reward yourself and keep doing them again. But it's also going to keep you accountable so that you know, oh, I decided to get that takeaway or I'm thinking of getting that takeaway. But you know that you're tracking and recording. It's that little extra accountability that helps you make potentially a better decision. Even if you choose to get that takeaway, you might get a modified portion of fish and chips or a kid's serving pack instead of going for the big two pieces of fish, the pineapple fritter and the whole pile of chips <laughs> and then feeling guilty and bad about it and then eat overeating. So you want to be able to um, start tracking your process because that really helps you with that accountability and being honest with yourself about what's working. It also helps you work out what your your critical uh, points are for you to be able to go and make some changes to tweak it instead of just throwing it all away thinking, oh, this isn't working. It might be just those one key things that you notice in your habits that you can then make those shift, those tiny shifts in those that make the difference. That's all of the difference. The, the next step for this example is doing less of. So for example, eating less, uh, do less emotional eating. So minimize turning to food for comfort during stressful situations. 
recognizing that what triggers stress in you in you and rather than reaching for the food do less of that and move more or meditate more um, just give yourself a a go-to list that is going to help you feel good to be able to really connect with uh, uh, feeling good within yourself so that you're not using food as a crutch for that to make that that emotional shift you're doing it from an inside out straight um, strategy do less sedentary activity so prolonged sitting for periods at your office desk for example I actively make the choice I have a standing desk I always have well for many many years now but that's an example of just that little bit of extra exercise instead of driving for school pickup I ride the bike you know I do that back and forth I'm not that far from the school but it adds up to about another 50 minutes a week of incremental exercise, right? Small amounts, but you add those up. That's an extra 50, um, sorry, 50 minutes a week. That's an hour a week. Let's round it up. Well, let's say out of a year, course of a year, I'm actually doing 40 weeks out of 52, or maybe let's, let's say it's 30 weeks because some weeks are really hot. So this week is hot. <laughs> it's hitting over the hundreds in the Fahrenheit and it's forties in Celsius, but um, also the, uh, if it's raining and wet, maybe I'm not going to account for those 30 extra weeks a year, an extra hour a week. That's 30 extra hours of movement in the course of a year. Are you seeing how these small steps compound to the quantum leaps in shifts? So just looking at how can you, um, do less sedentary activities and increase more physical activity, do less sugar consumption. This is a big one because just basically all processed foods, even if they taste salty, typically have a ton of sugar in it. So look at the, the foods that you're eating and you're consuming and be mindful about what is the total amount of sugar intake even the amount of fruit some people are pretty sensitive to fruit and too much fruit cannot really serve you in your goal so it's about just looking at what is um, your intake and reducing less making less sugar in your diet because that is a big factor in the hormonal imbalance and then putting on weight and then not losing the weight so that's a good one to check do less skipping meals this is another really important one because typically if we skip a meal the body is going to go I'm really hungry and just gorge itself and overeat so unless you're doing some intentional fasting look at making sure that you cover the nutritional um, quantities that you need for your body to have the fuel to have the energy to move forward and then you're not going to be reaching for the the sugary stuff to make up and do less impulse eating so really it's all these unplanned snacks and you know mind mindless choices that we make when we haven't planned so making sure you've got a meal plan and a snack plan and that you've prepared you've got some food prepped for the day it doesn't have to be for the full week ahead though that's useful if it works for you but having some meal plans for the next day um, and some snacks. For me personally, I love to make uh, multiples of meals when I do a batch. And then I, for myself, I make them into organized reheatable meals that are quick and easy. I don't even have to think about it. And upside, not a lot of dishes to cover. The other thing I do, for example, my son loves spaghetti bolognese. 
I'll make a big batch of that and then I will, when it cools down, scoop it up into additional Ziploc bags and I've got 12 to 16 portions ready to go, put in the freezer, meal plan, prep and done. All I have to do, boil some pasta and re heat and eat the spaghetti bolognese. Pretty cool. So it's just that little bit of planning so that you're leveraging your time and you're ready to go so that you are not um, overeating or eating the, the foods that aren't going to serve you. And do more of, do more whole foods, increasing the consumption of whole nutrient dense foods like fruits and vegetables and lean proteins. And you're not going to be going for the processed snacks. Do more regular exercise, obvious one. <laughs> Again, according to your goals and the season where you're at in life. When you're 20 as a woman, you're, what worked then won't typically work for you when you're 40 or 50. You know, typically in the weight goals for women in their over 40, hitting perimenopause, going through menopause, uh, you know, you're dealing with years of uh, caretaking typically, you've got life stresses, so hormones are going through the roof. Typically moving, you know, physically, it doesn't seem to have the same impact initially at helping with weight loss or fat loss. And so you know, the goals are different. So typically you want to make sure that you're counteracting the, the, the rapid, the faster loss um, of muscle, the faster rate of loss of muscle. And you want to be able to increase the, the resting metabolic rate that's happening. And so when you've done your exercise, ideally as a woman in your forties, fifties or older, that you are doing um, resistant work so that you are building lean muscle so that when you're not exercising, your body is burning more calories. And it's going to be more sustainable for you. There's a whole lot of other benefits for that too, where you are going to obviously have more strength and flexibility and um, whatever goes with that. So you also want to do more stress-reducing activities. So things like, it doesn't have to be meditating. Every time I say that, especially if it's beginners, they're like, my mind just runs amok if I try and keep it silent. Mm, really what it is, is you uh, not yet really practiced in being aware of those thoughts rather than identifying with those thoughts. But that's another, that's another episode. <laughs> but you can do other stress reducing activities. Meditation is great, but it could be inc include gardening, walking. It could be preparing meals if you love cooking. It could be um, doing yoga. It could be going to the beach. It could be paddle boarding. What is it for you? But do more of stress reducing activities. Things that make you feel good and calm and balanced, right? It might even be a hobby. Maybe it's jigsaw puzzles. Maybe it's crocheting or needlework or sewing or pottering around in the shed. I don't know. What is it for you? Do more sleep. This is huge. People need to prioritize more sleep for recalibration and balance so that they've got the adequate support, amount of sleep to support their health. And especially if you're going to start moving your body more, it's going to need some rest and recovery. So sleep's crucial. And in this day and age where everything's so stressed out, sleep tends to get the back burner um, and then everything else falls in a heap. So make sleep a priority. Do more of that quality sleep. And do more portion control in your meals. So rather than overeating an army-sized plate of food, look more at um, rebalancing those portion sizes. Check in, go, you know, am I full? Am I nearly full? Uh, that's enough for now. I can always have some more later. Um, so again, that links in with less emotional eating as well. So hopefully, was this 
a really useful guide in taking you through how to apply these seven simple steps for you to be able to have that clarity for the direction that you're moving in to get into action with your goals. Yes, I would love to hear from you. And one of my goals this year is to help um, get this channel and my podcast uh, it reached out to a whole lot more people to build the audience. And I would love your engagement here and your help with that. So you, if you haven't yet subscribed, please subscribe, hit like, leave a comment down below. Did you find this training valuable? If so, what? And what is your goal? I'd love to hear from you. Or how are you going to apply uh, something that I shared with you? Something that is useful. I'd love to um, read your comments and respond and reply to you too. So, and feel free to share this video with someone that you care about that would also benefit from this too. And if you haven't yet got my freebie, my 33 page workbook, which is setting your intentions, get clarity for your goals to create your best year yet, then you can go to this website link and go get your own copy. It's instant download. It's free. There's no cost. And it's my gift to you. And then there's also at the end of this chapter of this episode, I'll also leave the link for the training that goes hand in hand with that uh, workbook for you. So thanks again for joining me for this episode. And I hope that it has fulfilled my promise and helping you to go from confused to clarity so that you've got direction with these seven simple steps to move into action, excited and energized, feeling joyful and feeling really confident in your personal next steps. Until next time, love, light and manifesting miracles, magic and more.